Have you ever been too busy to help someone? I mean, just your schedule is packed and you can't help anybody. Or maybe have you ever had a situation where someone needed help, but you weren't really sure they deserved it? Hey, this is Pastor Terry. Welcome to Grace for Your Journey. So glad that you're with us. If you've coming back, welcome back. If you're new, welcome on in. Jesus addresses these issues very clearly, as always, perfectly right here at the beginning of John chapter nine. Now, let me set the context for you. Jesus is in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is very busy the time of year he was there. Tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people were crowding in and out of Jerusalem, going to and from the temple. Now, the road system in and out of Jerusalem was a Roman road system. So the roads were well-built, well-established, easily traveled, but incredibly crowded the closer you, you got to the city. And so Jesus is roaming around outside the temple in the city, and this is what happens. So as he passed by, he saw a blind man from birth, a man who had been blind from the day he was born. Now, I want you to look at this. There are people all around. There's crowds everywhere. Now, let me compound it just a little bit. In the prior eight chapters, if you've been with us, we discovered that Jesus was making some enemies along the way. (laughs) Whenever you speak the truth and you challenge conventional thought and you say to people, your life isn't going to cut it the way it is, you're going to gain some enemies. So Jesus had gained some enemies. They were after him. They were wanting to attack him. They were wanting to capture him. They were really wanting to get rid of him already at this point in his ministry. So he had that going on. And he knew these people were in Jerusalem. So think about it. If you had a crowd of people, really sort of an army, because when you talk about the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious leadership, Jewish leadership of the day, you're talking thousands of people and their followers. Jesus knew they were after him, but he's passing through this Roman road outside of the temple people everywhere. And again, look at what happens. Now, as he passed by, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Can I ask you a question? And just think about it. I'm not trying to hammer you, but just think about it for a minute. Are you sometimes too busy to see the people in need around you? Are you sometimes so consumed by your schedule, by your to-do list, that you walk by people who desperately need help? It would be, you know what, it would be a great discipline. And I'm saying this to myself, right? Not just to say it to me. It would be a great discipline if we could walk a little slower, look a bit more carefully, be a little bit more guided by the spirit on who we should talk to and reach out to. It's amazing what might happen. So at the very beginning, Jesus is saying, I'm not going to be too busy and I'm not going to be scared. I'm not going to be gripped by fear by the things going on around me. The circumstances around me are not positive but I'm not going to be gripped by fear. I'm going to notice the people who need to be blessed. So then verse two, this is what happens. And his disciples ask him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents that was blind? Okay, verse two gets to the point, does this guy even deserve to be helped? (laughs) Now, some people believe that the disciples were simply asking sort of an academic question. Knowing who Jesus is, Jesus would know why the guy's blind. And so a lot of commentators think that They um, simply asked the question to to find out. But some people believe that they were asking it in a condemning way because there were these ideas among uh, Judaism at the time, pretty strange, but some Jews believed in reincarnation. So it's thought that maybe some of the disciples asked this because they were wondering, did this guy commit some great sin in a previous life and he's being punished? Some people believe that you could sin as an infant in utero, 
and to such a degree that, well, you're punished. Now, some people believed that parents could sin and their sin could be so bad and so grievous that it passed on to their children. And so they had all these different ideas about why someone might be born blind. Now, see, if you were blind or lame, those are the kind of thoughts that came up. You deserved it somehow. So isn't it interesting that maybe they were asking to say, Jesus, do we even need to take any time with him? Maybe what he's done is so bad that he's getting what he deserves. But I want you to look what Jesus does. Jesus answered, it was not this man that sinned or his parents but that the works of God might be displayed in him. So Jesus cuts to the chase and said, look, you guys are missing the whole point. It's nothing to do with him or his parents. It has to do with the greatness of God the Father that is revealed through me at this moment. You're about to see something, and people are about to witness something that is absolutely bigger than the suffering this guy has gone through. Listen, every time they're suffering, understand it could be God is setting the place, setting up, setting up the cards for something phenomenal to happen. So the world will take notice. And this is exactly what was going on. She said, it's not about what's happened in this guy's life. His suffering is going to be turned into victory. If you're suffering today, God can take that suffering and turn it into victory. I promise you he can. I don't know if he'll heal you or if he'll give you the perspective to rise above it or if he'll bring people around you that watch how you suffer well, giving glory to God, and then their lives will be changed. I don't know. I'm not a prophet. But what I do know is Jesus made a clear point in scripture that this man's suffering, his pain since birth, was going to be used for the pleasure of God, the advancement of the gospel, and the conversion of many. If you're suffering today, lean on the Lord. If you're too busy today, put it down a notch. And if you're judging people, if they're worthy of God's grace, may I tell you, they are. God's grace is given to us, not because of what we've done, but in spite (laughs) of what we've done. Now, when you live like that, you're going to find unbelievable grace for your journey. Let me pray for you. Father, we love you so much and thank you for today. Father, I pray that we slow down to hear your voice, that we look at others in a graceful, loving way, no matter what they've done. And Lord, I pray so sincerely, as everyone else is praying right now, that if we know the people in life that are suffering, please, God, make their suffering do something great for the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God's blessings on you. We'll talk again next time. Thank you so much for being with us for this episode of Grace for a Journey. We pray it's been a blessing to you. Connect with us at our website, www.graceforajourney.org, or you can find us on Facebook and YouTube. We hope to connect with you there.